Welcome to the premiere episode of the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Needham, a football fanatic and long-suffering Dallas Cowboys fan who yearns for the glory years of the 90s. This pod is intended to discuss all things fantasy football and how the real world affects our beloved fantasy leagues and NFL players. Weekly rankings, previews and reviews, trades, injuries, and suspensions are all fair game, as well as a little smack talk and some shenanigans along the way. In this initial episode, the fantasy professional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Kieran, and I will make our preseason predictions for the 2020 NFL season. In future episodes, we'll be interviewing fantasy football experts from across the country, and we'll also provide a weekly preview and review as the 2020 season unfolds. We're incredibly excited to launch this new podcast on the Sports Pros Network, and we appreciate you, the listeners, for giving it a chance. So without further ado, here it is, the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, Episode 1. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio today by my co-host and good buddy, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butterball, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing really, really good, man. Just uh, ready for some fantasy football to start, ready for the NFL to start, and ready for some college football. Well, excellent, Butter. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're in studio. We, we've got the we got the big screens up, so we actually have uh, uh, Texans and Chiefs uh, on one screen, and then uh, UAB and Miami, the Hurricanes, uh, the college game on the other screen. So, so while we're talking here, so you'll you'll have to excuse Butter if he uh, he jumps out of his seat and uh, and, and exclaims and uh, uh, victory for some sort of fantasy score or something. So we do have the games live uh, as we're doing this pod tonight, but but Butterball. Before we get started, you know, I think it's important we show some love to our primary sponsor, uh, and that's Chalk Sports Bar. So Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Instagram at chalkokc. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch the games on Sundays. Always the favorite. That's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Well, Butter, let's get into it. So, from hold a on, new... best damn sports bar. Period. Best damn sports bar. Period. So, absolutely. So, uh, definitely our favorite place to watch the game. So, uh, a busy week. Uh, obviously, the week leading up to uh, opening kickoff, right? So, which happened about you know, 30, 45 minutes ago. Uh, but, but let's get into some of the news recaps from the NFL this week, Butter. So, obviously, one of the big ones uh, with one of the guys playing tonight. Deshaun Watson gets a uh, an extension on his contract, four years, $160 million. So not quite Patrick Mahomes' money, but pretty good scratch if you can get it, Butter. So what do you think about this move? Man, I mean, with this move, I mean, he can probably afford to park a couple cars in Houston. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, <that's> like, <laughs> you know, really, I mean, I mean, I, I think he's uh, top three, four quarterbacks in the game right now. I mean, not just a passing quarterback, but can run, can pass. I mean... It's probably deserving. I mean, like I said, not Pat Mahomes' money, but, man, $160 million for four years. I mean, he's a $40 million a year man. Yeah, and that, that seems to be kind of the number, right? So, obviously, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later, but Butter and I are both uh, Dallas Cowboys fans, and 
Uh, there's a little bit of a saga going on with our quarterback, Dak, Dak Prescott, but you know that seems to be kind of setting the market out there for these elite quarterbacks now. And, and I totally agree. I think Deshaun's one of the elite players in the NFL, um, not not just from a throwing passing, but he, he seems to have the command and respect of that entire Texans team and uh, uh, seems to kind of have an ease or a calmness about him uh, whenever he plays. And he's he's been there at the big moments, you know, from, from uh, college, high school, all the way up at Clemson and then uh, – also had some uh, some playoff runs with the Texans in previous years, so so well deserved. I agree. But uh, moving on to our next headline, butter. You know, correct me here, but it seems like the Jaguars have gone into full tank mode, man. So I know, you know, a few years ago there was the whole uh, adage of to, to suck for luck, and then I don't know what it was for Tua, you know, a couple years ago. But the, these teams that are kind of going into tank mode. Uh, might foreshadow a little bit, but it looks like maybe Trevor Lawrence might be the guy that uh, these teams are all vying for as the number one pick in the 2021 draft. Uh, what do you think about the Jaguars and that shit show down in uh, Florida, Butter? Man, I don't know if tank mode is even a strong enough word. I'm thinking of about a full all-out brush fire or like a uncontrolled burn. I mean, <laughs> something more radical than a tank mode because – is the dumpster fire? Is that apply? I mean, maybe, maybe that's fire not strong probably, enough. Maybe, maybe that's not strong yeah. enough either. But dumpster fire would probably work. Flaming bag of poo on the front porch, <laughs> right? So. You don't have your running back from last year. You don't have your quarterback. Um, one of the best uh, defensive backs in the game, Jalen Ramsey. He's not there anymore. Yeah, from a new state, he just signed a big contract yesterday. I think as well. So yeah, um, I can't remember exactly what or how many draft picks it's been like in the last six years, uh, first round picks, but I mean, none of them are there anymore. I mean, it's complete, uh, chaos over there. And I mean, tank mode, rebuild mode, just shit show. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be tearing it down to, uh, to just the, uh, uh, the foundation and trying to build it back up from there. And so, and maybe it'll work, right? So you've seen some other, uh, professional sports franchise have some luck with that. You know, the, the 76ers, you know, trust the process, right? And they, they sucked for a few years and got a bunch of draft picks and which, you know, didn't, didn't end well for them in the NBA playoffs uh, a week or so ago. But, um, you know, there seems to be some sort of process to it or uh, at least a, a, a strategy to it. But we'll, we'll see how it plays out for them. But uh, definitely a team that's probably not going to compete for the playoffs. I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying that. Could be, could be uh, 0 and 16. I don't know. I mean, they 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 certainly have that smell to them. I, I think their their futures bets were were four four games. You know, over under on wins was either four or four and a half. And so I would I would tend to skew towards the under on that. But uh, we'll we'll see. You know, and then and one other thing too. This is the Jaguars team that was up by ten points going into the fourth quarter against the Patriots. Two years ago, I believe. Yeah, they've, they've gone a long way in the wrong direction uh, since that. They were, they were on the cusp of doing something great. You're right. So that that, that defense from that team a few years ago was incredible. Uh, well, better we had a lot of player reshuffles and a lot of player news that kind of popped up this week with regards to depth charts and starting uh, lineups. You know, one of the biggies that came out was uh, 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 Matt Nagy and uh, the Chicago Bears, you know, officially tabbing Mitch Trubisky. Uh, to be the starting quarterback on day one, despite the fact that they spent that money and, and brought in Nick Foles uh, in the offseason. But uh, what, what do you think about the Bears QB situation, Butter? True Bisky. Um, I believe he's probably on a very, very, very short leash. Uh, I don't think you bring in Nick Foles to, to back up. I mean, and especially pay him all that sort of money. I mean, Nick Foles couple years ago leads the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Uh, then I think he actually went to the Jaguars too. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, now he's with the Bears. But, I mean, I, Trubisky's stats really aren't 
that bad. I think it's 48 touchdowns and 29 interceptions in his first couple years. But, I mean, he hasn't produced any wins. So, I mean, I think the leash is very, very, very short. I would tend to agree there. So, it would be interesting to see. You know, they, they, they play the Lions. I think it's at Detroit this weekend. Uh, and, and so starting off with an important divisional game right off the bat for them. So, uh, I, I, but I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a short lease, uh, leash, I should say, uh, for, for Trubisky there in Chicago. But uh, other news, uh, Butter, one of our uh, uh, heroes and uh, uh, fan favorites uh, being uh, OU Sooners, but that of Adrian Peterson obviously was cut by the uh, Washington football team. I have to be careful with that now. But uh, was picked up by the <laughs> Detroit Lions. We were just talking about them. But uh, what, what do you think about AD, Adrian Peterson, getting picked up by the Lions earlier this week? Go all day, man. You know, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, they they bring him in, but they drafted Swift out of Georgia. And so now, I mean, they have Peterson, they have Swift, and then they also have last year's back, Carry on Johnson. Mm-hmm. So they have Speed, Bruiser, and somebody that can go all day. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> going to be – in Matt Stafford – you know, bless his heart. They they just they haven't really had a a, a running back uh, of 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 note in that franchise since Barry Sanders retired. You know, damn near twenty years ago or whatever it's been now. And so, and, I, and I'm I'm probably overlooking a guy here or there that may have had a a season uh, uh, in the that uh, since since Barry Sanders retired. But uh, it seems to have been a a position that they've consistency uh, they they've, they've lacked consistency at I should say. And so, you know, maybe it'll help Stafford out. Oh, I was going to say something. I mean, um, the Lions. They've, they've had some success with some OU running backs. I mean, uh, Billy Sims was there. Way back. You know, Steve Owens 80, was yeah. there, yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that Peterson has has signed with them. I mean, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and if nothing else, it would be a good change of pace back. So, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, another one that caught my eye this past week, and I'm sure it did a lot of people, was that of uh, uh, the Raiders trading uh, draft pick Lynn Bowden or Lynn Bowden uh, uh, to the Dolphins, uh, and, and really kind of gave them away to a certain degree. So, conflicting reports kind of coming out of uh, both camps as to uh, what 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 actually went down there. But you know, the Dolphins have been somewhat adamant about saying, "Hey, they're going to use him as a wide receiver in their system." And uh, you know, obviously, that's what he was at Kentucky, and then that past season. Um, you know, played quarterback and, and essentially was a, a, a kind of a wildcat quarterback for Kentucky, but slash, had, yeah, had some success <laughs> there. So, I mean, that Kentucky team was really scrappy with him at the helm and you know, won a bowl game over Virginia Tech, I think. But what, what do you think about that trade, Butter? And, and how do you see maybe, uh, um, you know, Bowden fitting into the Dolphin system down there? Well, whenever he got drafted, I mean, I thought that he was going to fit really, really well with uh, the Raiders. I mean, uh, it's a guy that you can that comes in. I mean, he can run the ball. He can he can definitely catch the ball. I mean, he played wide receiver, played running back. There's so many things that he can do and so many things that he can do well. So, I mean, I was kind of shocked whenever I read that he got traded. <laughs> yeah, tremendous athlete and, and just seems to be a gamer, right? And so, you, you, again, you have to question, you know, what was going on behind the scenes uh, at the Raiders camp. Uh, that kind of led to this trade because again you, you you look at at the trade and it just it it doesn't really add up but uh, you know I'm sure more will will come out on that uh, in the uh, days and weeks to come but you know another inter- interesting one butter that that ha- come up this week was uh, again the Dolphins uh, were involved but uh, cutting or, or letting go Josh Rosen um, and Rosen being picked up by the Bucks so stayed in the state of Florida and really just went to the other end of the state. Uh, or across the state, I should say, and and he seems to uh, uh, be the backup, perhaps to Tom Brady down in the Bucks now, and uh, in Bruce Arians' new system. But uh, what do you think about that? Butter, it's kind of an interesting move. Well, I mean, let's see, gets drafted by the Cardinals and gets shipped off to the Dolphins, and now he's with the Bucks. 
has he been in the league three years, I guess, three teams, three? It's maybe his fourth season, maybe, I think, or yeah, yeah. third or fourth okay. season. Yeah. Um, he could not learn from somebody better. I mean, uh, from Tom Brady. I mean, they bring in Brady this year. I expect the Buccaneers to do a lot of good things this year. I mean, they they have lots of uh, talent at wide receiver. They have uh, Gronkowski coming back. If he wants to learn from somebody, I mean, who better to learn it from than, than the GOAT himself, Tom Brady? He was, you know, a highly thought of draft pick. I think he got drafted, what, ninth overall in that, in that what, 2017 draft or whatever yeah. it was now. Out of UCLA. Uh, yeah, UCLA. And, and everybody, you know, expected him, or at least most experts kind of tabbed him to, to make it to the next level and, and be a, an adequate quarterback. And so, yeah, it seems like he, uh, he kind of got off to a rough start, you know, getting drafted by that Cardinals franchise, which was – uh, they they were in shambles at that time, and um, you know they seem to have gotten better. And they obviously have their guy in Kyler Murray now. But you know I, I think he's talented, man, and he seems to be a smart guy. I, you know whether he's got the uh, he, he's got a little uh, uh, Jay Cutler to him, and I don't know if it's just kind of the uh, the attitude or or the way he carries himself, and and so you wonder you know how that kind of plays out in a quarterback room or in, in an offensive meeting room. We'll we'll see what happens on that front, right? So, but interesting to uh, to say the least, but. You know, uh, one that that's our, our Cowboys have been in the news slightly and, and, and kind of related to this particular story, Butter. But, you know, the Earl Thomas fiasco, uh, you know, Baltimore Ravens got in a fight in practice and the Ravens essentially said, yeah, we're not putting up with that crap. So we're just going to go ahead and cut you. And, and, you know, there were obvious ties in the past or, or rumors with regards to, you know, Thomas being a University of Texas player uh, at college and, and, and kind of seeking a trade when he was at the Seahawks to go uh, go to the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones and, and, and others have kind of been asked about that question ad nauseum since Thomas was cut by the Ravens last week. But, you know, do you see a fit there, Butter? You know, the Cowboys signed Brandon Carr this week, and, and it seems to be, a, um, you know, a moot point despite the fact that uh, everybody keeps talking about it because they want to make that square peg fit into a round hole. But uh, what do you think about Earl Thomas? And uh, Steve, seems like he would still have some tread left on the tires for sure if he can get his act together. Yeah, I mean, I like Earl Thomas. Uh, I think he would be a good fit for any team that he played with, playing and on the field. But, I mean, if you're getting into a fight with your teammates, I mean, teammates are kind of like your brothers. I mean, yes, you're going to have arguments, but, I mean, a full-out brawl. I mean, uh, I can see where, yeah, you would probably have to get rid of somebody like that. But, you know, I mean, I still think that he's still got, like you said, tread left on his tires. I mean, I still think he can still make somebody a heck of a defensive back. I don't know. I mean, hopefully the Cowboys are looking at him. I I would love to have him, but he might have to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, you know, fights fights happen in in preseason camps and practices all the time. And so, you know, this this had to be another level, right? Or it had to be just such a repetitive and disruptive thing that uh, he just did it every day and and the coaches finally got fed up with it. But, uh, again, I'm I'm sure more and more will come out about that in the days and weeks to come as well. But uh, the last headline that we have up here, Butter, uh, kind kind of a fun one, but, you know, I always enjoy it. Uh, but when when the Super Bowl champ gets the rings, right? And so so the Chiefs got their Super Bowl rings last week. Uh, the images of it were were really cool, and so it just it's kind of an um, one ums one upsmanship every single year. Whenever uh, whoever wins the Super Bowl kind of picks out the uh, the biggest baddest ring that they possibly can. But uh, uh, did you get to take get, get an opportunity to take a look at the rings, butter? And uh, what what are your thoughts on the Chiefs' uh, two time Super Bowl champions now? But uh, what are your thoughts on those rings? Man, I thought the the rings were pretty massive. Um, uh, the Chiefs. Winning the Super Bowl, I mean, they need something to show off. So, I mean, yeah, go out and get the biggest and the baddest ring that you can. I mean, I, I liked them. 
I'm glad for them. I mean, um, the Chiefs have been around for a long time. I mean, I don't think that they'd actually – had they actually won a Super Bowl or had they – Yeah, Super Bowl four, I think. Okay. Yeah, Lynn Dawson, the MVP, going way, way, way back. Was that the AFL or was that before the AFC? No, it, it was it was in the Super Bowl. Era. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's, it's legit. You know, a long time ago. Yeah, I want, maybe 1970, I think, or 71 would have been the year. So it, it's a, it's an old one for sure. So, But, you know, staying with the Chiefs and, and, and you know, you, you think of a guy who – 2020 has been a shit of a, a shit show of a year for pretty much all of us, butter. So, and I think most most people would agree with that. But man, if there was one guy who's had a decent 2020, you have to think it's probably Patrick Mahomes, right? So he wins the Super Bowl, um, he gets a 500 million dollar contract extension, got a Super Bowl ring, and then also got engaged to his smoking hot girlfriend as well. And so, so he's going to get pretty, two rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty pretty good uh, pretty good nine month stretch for that guy uh, for sure and so yeah uh, if if anybody we've all been kicked in the nuts in 2020 but he he's the one guy who uh, who might kind of rise above that and uh, uh, say that 2020 wasn't such a bad year so but uh, congrats uh, to Patrick and uh, his 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 lovely now fiance I guess but uh, uh, good for him good for him right butter yes sir that was the news from the week but let, let's kind of take a step back and look ahead now right so let's do a quick preview uh, of week one in the NFL, which has, has officially kicked off, right? So it, it's it's uh, it's halftime now of the uh, Chiefs and uh, Texans game uh, as we're recording this pod here on Thursday evening. You know, despite the fact that we know the score here at halftime, Butter, uh, and, and I believe it's 17-7 to 7, if I'm not mistaken, so Chiefs, uh, what are your thoughts on this game, Butter? What What's impressed you, uh, for perhaps, from the first half? Uh, but what are you looking for in the second half? And, and who, who do you like to win this game, you know, despite the fact that, we again, we know the Chiefs are up 17-7 at the half? I mean, I honestly think that the that the game's going to come down to the wire. Uh, at a fantasy standpoint, I mean, I hope they give the rock to David Johnson every single play. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, they've got Deshaun Watson. They've got uh, other weapons. They're down 10 points, so they're going to definitely have to throw the ball to get back into it. Like I said, but I, I, don't, I don't think that they're out of it. I hope I'm right. I hope they come out and um, score a quick touchdown. That way they can start running the ball again because, like I said, as far as the fantasy standpoint, I hope David Johnson gets the rock. <laughs> a best vested interest in tonight's game for sure. So, well, well, let's test your real powers of prognostication here, Butter, and let's look ahead to Sunday's games, right? And so let, let, let's start with the early slate of games, right? Noon kickoff here in Oklahoma City, one o'clock on the East Coast. But you know, let, let's take a few, take it, take a handful of these games and, and maybe give some picks or or give some thoughts on who might stand out from a fantasy perspective or who do you like to win these games, Butter? But let's start with a game that's going to be near and dear to our heart, and I believe that's the game we're going to get here in the Oklahoma City market on CBS, but that's the Cleveland Browns traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. So lots of former Sooners on the field in this one, but who do you like in this big AFC North matchup? I want to say, well, I really want the Browns to win, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I would love for Baker Mayfield to go out and compete and possibly pull an upset, but I do I think it's really going to happen? No, I don't. I think the Ravens, I mean, they have Lamar Jackson, they have they have a good running running game. Uh, they can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They have they have Hollywood Brown, who I hope has a great year. Having no preseason games, first game of the year. I mean, I honestly think that the Ravens win, but I really hope that Baker Mayfield has a really strong showing because, like I said, I mean, I think um, I'm hoping that he bounces back this year. Sticking with the noon slot, butter. One of the big games uh, on Fox uh, would be that of the Seattle Seahawks traveling across country to take on the Atlanta Falcons. So kind of interesting here, but I'll foreshadow a little bit, and I'm really big on both of these teams 
uh, going into the 2020 season. But uh, give me your thoughts on this one, Butter. Who, who do you like? Big matchup of quarterbacks, right? So Russell Wilson for the Seahawks and then uh, Matty Ice uh, for, the, uh, for the Falcons. Well, bird is the word on this game. Uh, um, I like uh, I like Russell Wilson. I actually have uh, I have DK Metcalf on one of my one of my teams uh, for fantasy. I like DK Metcalf. I like uh, TJ Lockett. But you know, I mean, the Falcons were were kind of bad last year. I mean, uh, they didn't. I think they won two or three games. Um, I'm hoping that that they can actually bounce back as well. But the thing is, I mean, they are getting older. Matt Ryan. I mean, he's. Uh, He's getting in his late thirties, so I mean, but I, I I like the Seahawks in this one. Um, I th- I think the Seahawks will win. I, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. That's that's what I'll say. So I, I'm not I'm not I won't necessarily go out and pick a winner here, but I think on the turf down in Hotlanta, you know, tons of, of stud quarterbacks and stud wide receivers out on the outside. You you mentioned DK Metcalf for the Seahawks. Uh, but uh, you know, get, can't forget about Julio Jones for the uh, for the Falcons as well. And so most most uh, reports I've seen in camp is that uh, you know obviously had a kind of injury riddled season last year, but uh, come back healthy, come back strong, come back motivated uh, for 2020. And so I, I like Julio to uh, uh, from a fantasy perspective this year as well. So, but uh, we'll and they we'll also got Todd Gurley too. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So and, and you know we'll see, right? So the the, the knee injury out of, uh, uh, for the Rams out in L.A., you know, kind of forced them to uh, essentially let him go, uh, for lack of a better term. And there's the whole, you know, saga about getting paid and, and whatnot. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll we'll see if he finds a home with uh, with the Falcons. And, and he's a Georgia guy, right? So played uh, for uh, University of Georgia in Athens, not too far away. So so hopefully coming back home to a certain degree will uh, will will do him some good. But uh, let, let's move north, Butter. Let, let's go up to the NFC North. Another big uh, uh, interdivisional game, and that being the Packers. At the Vikings, and so you know, most of the betting lines show that uh, these are the two favorites in this particular division. Uh, Packers at Vikes, butter. Who do you like in this? And I like the Packers, but uh, I also think uh, that it's going to be hard for the Packers to stop Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook has kind of established himself as one of the premier running backs in the NFL. But then the Vikings also got Kirk Cousins, which uh, he makes the plays that he needs to make for the Vikings to win ball games. Honestly, I mean, I think that this will be a low-scoring game, but I honestly think the Packers are going to come out on top. You know, let's let's jump ahead to the 3 o'clock slot, Butter, the late afternoon games, 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock on the East Coast. And, and obviously the premier game, uh, because of uh, the two quarterbacks that are involved, is that of the Tampa Bay Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. So you got Tom Brady, you got Drew Brees, uh, you know, God bless him, a combined age of 114. But Father uh, Tom versus Father yeah. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but down in Nolens, Buttered, in the Superdome, uh, who do you like, Bucks and Saints? Give me your thoughts on that one. Man, I like the Bucks. Um, I really like the Bucks this year. I mean, they've got Tom Brady, they've got uh, Mike Evans, Godwin, Leonard Fournette. The Buccaneers, I mean, I expect them to do quite a few good things this year. But, you know, I mean, the Saints, I mean, they've got Drew Brees. They've got Michael Thomas, um, Kamara. And they also signed Emmanuel Sanders, which I thought was a really, really great move for them. I mean, he is older, but he can definitely still be a number two wide receiver. Yeah, But the, uh, I like the Buccaneers in this game. Yeah, the, this game does not lack for offensive talent, that's for sure. And so I, I don't know what the over-under is as we're sitting here, Butter, but it you know, it, it would reek of like a, a Big 12 college game to me, you know, which, which inevitably means that it'll be a defensive struggle and it'll be 13-10 to 10 as a final score. <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you, you would think that there would be a lot of points in this one about <laughs> passing, but uh, we'll, we'll see. But, well, Butter, let's move to our team, right? The Sunday night game uh, on NBC. It's our beloved Dallas Cowboys uh, traveling to L.A. to break in the new SoFi Stadium 
uh, out in Los Angeles. It's it's really a shame that there's not going to be anybody allowed in the stadium for that one. They they built this you know multi-billion dollar uh, spaceship to a certain degree uh, there in L.A. where the Rams and Chargers will both play. Uh, Cowboys at the Rams uh, Sunday Night Football NBC. Uh, who do you like? I like America's team if they're still going by that. I love the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari uh, Cooper, Gallup. I mean, they've they've got some offensive weapons. I mean, it just depends on what play they call, who's open, and like I said, which play that they're going to run. But I mean, I like the Cowboys' offensive weapons. Um, they uh, the Rams got Jared Goff, and they've got Cam Akers which Cam Akers is a rookie, but I mean, I think it'll actually be a high scoring game. I mean, but I think the Cowboys actually win. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this game. So like, just obviously getting the Cowboys back on the field, being a fan is, is one thing, but I think both of these teams, you know, there's some lingering questions from last season as to, as to how, how they're going to resolve certain issues. And, and, you know, I've been watching hard knocks and following the Rams on that. And so you have a little bit of inside, at least what HBO allows you to see on that front. And so they've, they've been kind of an interesting follow with all the things that have been going on, but, uh, uh, McVeigh. I mean, I really like that guy as a coach, and and obviously excited to see how Mike McCarthy's going to uh, uh, lead uh, lead the Cowboys out as well. But uh, yeah, McVeigh. He, he's not even forty yet, is he? Yeah, no, he's pretty young. I think he's in his thirties. So, uh, a great coach, offensive mind uh, is is uh, 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 kind of off the charts on that front. So, but it'll be fun to watch. But. The next night, Butter, Monday night football, obviously the opening weekend, we always get two games, right? So we get an, an earlier evening game uh, on the East Coast, and that game is the Steelers at the Giants. And then the later game out West would be uh, the, the Titans at the uh, Broncos. But let's start with the early, early game, Butter. Who do you like, Steelers at the Giants? I like the Steelers. Um, I'm excited to – I'm really excited to see Ben Roethlisberger back uh, in action coming off of an injury from last year. I like I like the Steelers in this game. I mean, even though the Giants, I mean, they've got they've got Saquon Barkley who who is a run run it all uh, catch it all back. I mean, he's just he's really really explosive. I mean, he is in the top three running backs in the league. I mean, he's a really exciting player. I just don't think the Giants are actually there yet. They are still building and still getting the pieces that they need. I, I like the Steelers in this matchup. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see uh, Roethlisberger back and uh, see see how he, he how the elbow is gonna hold up, right? So that was kind of the question mark uh, coming into this season for him. Seems to you know all the all the news in camp is that he's healed up and he's ready to go. But uh, I I tend to agree with you, Butter. I think I think the Giants have a have a young core at offense that they can build around, uh, and they made made some decent draft picks as well. Uh, I, I think the the question being you know the Giants defense, right? So what are they? Um, uh, what's the defense going to hold for the Giants going into that game? But, uh, you know, still some question marks there, but uh, we'll, we'll find out Monday night. Um, the late game, Butter, Titans at the Broncos. The Titans were kind of the uh, out-of-nowhere darling last year, making it all the way to the AFC Championship game and, and, and being up, what, 21 points or something in the uh, first quarter in the first mm-hmm. half before the uh, Chiefs uh, flipped the switch and, uh, and really turned it on on offense. Um, Drew Locke for the Broncos, Monday night football. Who do you like in that one, Butter? I mean, I think the Titans are going to run the ball. Honestly, I mean, I think it's Titans and the Broncos. I mean, this just looks to me on paper looks like a defensive battle. The Broncos have always been good on defense the last few years. You know, Drew Locke, he really didn't have much of a rookie season. I don't know if he even played at all. Did he play last year at all? I think he had in some games last year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he's kind of unproven. But, I mean, but I do think the Titans probably pulled that one out. 
Well, well, Butter, the main topic for this podcast for this evening, as, as all you know, preseason podcasts uh, should be, would, would be predictions and projections for what, what we kind of see uh, for the 2020 season unfolding. And so you and I have kind of compiled a list of predictions for division winners, for players of the year, for things of that nature. And so you know, we're going to share those, and, and we're going to post those on the website too. And so uh, once once the podcast is, is done, if you want to go back and uh, uh, check it, check out the, uh, the the predictions that both Butter and I have made, you can follow those over at uh, fantasysportspros.com, uh, and, and we'll post all these picks for, for everyone to be able to take a look at. But let, let's start in the AFC, Butter. So let, let's talk about the AFC East you know, obviously Tom Brady has moved on to the Bucks now. They've brought in Cam Newton, the New England Patriots, uh, that is, and they've just absolutely owned that division for damn near the last 20 years. Is this the year that perhaps the Patriots get unseated? Uh, I think it is, Butter. And so I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills as my prediction for the AFC East champ. Who do you like? I like the Bills as well. Um, I think the Patriots are still going to be good, but they're not going to be – Tom Brady good, I guess you would say. Uh, I mean, I think they've lost a, a lot of uh, a lot of talent, but I mean, they've got um, they've got Cam Newton. They brought him in, but honestly, I mean, I think that this is probably the Bills' year. I definitely still think that the Patriots still make the playoffs, but I mean, it's not going to be a thirteen and three or twelve and four like the Patriots are used to. The Patriots aren't going to dominate the division like they have in the past this year. The I believe the Bills uh, have a better football team. They have they have more talent this year. I mean, plain and simple. No, I agree. I, I think that the the Bills are a team that's on the ascendancy. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go out and say that the Patriots are on on the decline for sure, but uh, you know, you, you just don't replace uh, the goat uh, Tom Brady and and act as if everything's fine and dandy. And so, uh, but I am really intrigued to see how Cam Newton kind of fits into that offense and uh, how he leads that team. So, so it's going to be fun really, to watch. I haven't really heard much about. No, I mean, no. So. I mean, no news is good news yeah, from an yeah. NFL perspective, yeah. so that's probably a good thing. So, But uh, really really intrigued to kind of see how that plays out. But uh, staying in the AFC, Butter, let, let's move over to the AFC North. Uh, I, I think you and I, are, we're going to agree on this one as well. And I, I think you know we're, we're in agreement with most of the other experts out there. But I, I think we both like the Baltimore Ravens. But uh, you know, tell, tell me why you like the Ravens, Butter. The reason I like the Ravens is because really, I mean, they haven't really lost anything from last year as far as their – they're playmakers and the guys that make the plays. I mean, they still have Lamar Jackson who can run, who can pass. Um, Reigning and, NFL MVP. Yeah. And Heisman Trophy winner and is not afraid to take a hit. Then they have uh, they have Mark Ingram. They have J.K. Dobbins. They have talented receivers who will go up and get the ball. I mean, they have good coaching. John Harbaugh has done a, a tremendous job there. I mean, I, I, I like the Ravens. Oh, I agree, and, and John Harbaugh is definitely the more likable Harbaugh brother for sure. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, it ju- it's just a well-run franchise, right? You think about it from top to bottom. So, I, I think they, uh, the back office, uh, uh, or front office stuff, I should say, uh, that you know they make good signings, they make good draft picks, and and, and they just seem to be well a, a well-run organization. And that's not a fluke, right? So that uh, that happens by hiring the right people and uh, and and having a system. And having a philosophy in place, and and I think I think that they're are an example of that. But you know, let's move to the South, but are so AFC South, and we differ on this one. 
And so I I like the uh, the Colts uh, to win the AFC South. You know I think I think there you talk about a team that has a great front office. I, I think the Colts have drafted incredibly well over the last few years. I like their draft this year. You know Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin at running back, but mm-hmm. you know more importantly they bring in a, a, a tested. Uh, tried and true quarterback, and we talk about some of the the father time game between the Bucks and the Saints uh, this weekend. But you know, Philip Rivers again, he, he's been around forever, but he's also been there and done that. And so, you know, it's not going to be a long term thing, right? So I think he maybe signed a two year contract, if I'm not mistaken. But I think that's going to be enough to kind of have the the steady hand on the wheel at quarterback to get the Colts to to the top of that division. What's Arguably, perhaps maybe a, a relatively mediocre division. At least it has been. It seems like you know a race to nine and seven has won that division in past years. But I like the Colts to win the AFC South. Butter, you disagree. Who do you like, and tell us why? I like the Texans. I think Deshaun Watson uh, is going to have a great year. Uh, they bring in David Johnson, guy that was hurt last year. They traded for uh, Hopkins. Um, I think he's going to have a great year there. Then you've also got receivers. I mean, the Texans. Think about Watson, kind of has the same capabilities as uh, Lamar Jackson. Can can run the ball, can throw the ball. Is not afraid to take a hit. Uh, can get out of the pocket and scramble. And I and the Texans. I mean, I I like their defense. I like JJ Watt as well. So, do I think the Colts are gonna are not gonna be a competitive team? No, I believe that they're gonna be in the playoffs. I and I'm a Philip Rivers fan. I like Philip Rivers. I liked him when he was with the Chargers. Um, I think it's a uh, a pretty exciting chance for him to to prove who he is. I know I know he's at the end of his career, but I mean he can he's still capable of throwing thirty touchdown passes, and uh, he's got some really great receivers to to throw to. I mean he's got T. Y. Hilton, so I mean I'm uh, I believe the Texans are going to win the South, but I mean I believe Indianapolis is going to be uh, clawing and fighting till the end, and I'll be I mean I believe the Colts will make the playoffs. Or well, moving out west, butter. I don't. I don't. We don't disagree on, on who the uh, predicted uh, AFC West champ is. I don't think most people do. But uh, defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. We both like the Chiefs. Again, they're they're winning tonight, right? So opening opening night, seventeen to seven at the half. But tell me a little bit about the Chiefs, butter. You know, why do you like the Chiefs? And, and again, there's there's so much to like, right? Obviously, a defending uh, Super Bowl champ. They, they Clyde Edwards Hilaire coming in. Um, you know, at, at running back with their first pick and the uh, in the draft earlier this year. But uh, uh, talk to me a little bit about the Chiefs. Well, I mean, it starts with Patrick Mahomes. And like you said, they they brought in a good running back, but then they also have Tyreek Hill, who can catch the ball, who can uh, beat guys on his routes, who can also return punts. Then you got Hardeman. Then you've got Watkins. Then you've got uh, Kelsey. Defenses can't cover all four of those or put their best man on all four of those people. So. One of their elite guys is going to get the ball. I mean, it just depends on who. No, I, I agree. I, I think they win that division going away, and and to a certain degree, I think it's you know the the, the Broncos aren't there yet, the Raiders aren't there yet, uh, the Chargers might 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 be spicy. They they might uh, have a little bit to them when it's all said and done, but uh, I, I think they're just clearly the the best team in that division. They they win that division probably by two or three games if I had to guess. But slight change to the playoff format this year butter and I know it's been it's been much talked about in the offseason but we're actually going to have three wild card teams this year in the in the playoffs in both conferences but uh, I think it's gonna be fun right so the number one seed uh, gets the bye you know traditionally it used to be the top two seeds uh, whereas this year the two seed will host the seven seed 
three seed will host the six seed, and then obviously the four and the five uh, will play one another as well. But give me your three wild card picks, Butter, and, and kind of give a little bit of a reason as to why for each one of them. Patriots, Steelers, and the Colts. Okay. Patriots, I mean, I believe that Cam Newton can get them to 10 or 11 wins. Steelers, like I said, I expect Roethlisberger to come back firing strong. I expect him to do really good things. And the Colts, just like I said, I expect Phillip Rivers to do really good things for them. I mean, Patriots, Steelers, and the Colts, I mean, but I mean, I honestly feel like all three of them get into the playoffs. Well, I I have the same. I have two of the two of the same three. Butter. I, I like the Patriots and the Steelers as well uh, for the same reasons that that you just said. And I, I'm going to take the Titans, Butter. So out of the South. So you know, you and I disagree a little bit there. You have the Texans winning that division and making the playoffs, whereas I don't even have them making the playoffs. And, and nothing against against the Texans, of course. But I, I think they'll be right there again. I think a lot of those teams in the South will kind of be jumbled up together, save for the Jaguars. They'll they'll definitely be at the bottom. But um, I'm going to go with the Titans. So I don't think I don't think last year was a fluke, man. I think they run the ball. Uh, I think they're a super physical team. I think they played great defense under uh, Mike Vrabel. You know, they just signed Jadavian Clowney uh, this week to kind of come in and fit into he that system. He played with them before too. Didn't he, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I think that was kind of the deciding factor as to why he went to the Titans is that uh, his his comfort level in that uh, Mike Vrabel system. And so I, I think uh, you know, despite the fact that we have all these you know amazing quarterbacks and these these crazy stats that go on. You know, I, I still like a team that, that pounds you up front, uh, runs the football, and plays hard-nosed defense. And that was the formula that got them all the way to the AFC Championship last year and, and got them, you know, within, what, two and a half quarters, I guess, of, of making the Super Bowl. And so I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans as my third wild-card team uh, in the AFC. But switching over to the NFC now, Butter. So let's, let's, let's start with our, our team, our division, right? So the NFC East. And again, no surprise, a little bit of homerism showing here. But uh, you and I both picked the Dallas Cowboys. But convince me, Butter. Give me a warm, fuzzy feeling as to why it's not just homerism and our, our, uh, our blind love for the Cowboys as to why we're picking them here. Convince me as to why it's a reality and why the Cowboys are actually going to win the division this year. It starts with Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has been a great quarterback since he's been in the league. Ezekiel Elliott has been in the top five in rushing yards since he's been in the league, except for the year that he missed uh, five or six games. They've got wide receiver talent. They've got playmakers. Uh, They drafted C.D. Lamb, which I expect him to be a playmaker just like the other guys they have. And then this year, which is different than – Years past, they have a new court. They have a new uh, coach in Mike McCarthy, who has been to the Super Bowl and who has won the Super Bowl with the Packers. Um, new leadership. I, I think that that those guys are going to be hungry. I mean, I think that they will come out and I think that they will compete. And I think that the level of football will be a lot different than what we've seen in the last eight to eight to nine years. Yeah, I mean, bringing McCarthy in, it, there is a kind of a renewed optimism to a certain degree, and, and from a Cowboys fan perspective at least. And so uh, really excited to kind of see uh, how they how they play right Sunday night. Uh, staying in the NFC, let's move to the North. And, and you and I disagree here, Butter. So, but I've got the Minnesota Vikings uh, to win the NFC North. you got the Green Bay Packers. Tell me why you're picking the Packers uh, over the Vikings here, Butter, and uh, let's, let's defend that pick. I like Aaron Rodgers, and I like, I like his coach as well. They've uh, they've they've also got playmakers. They've got Aaron Jones, uh, who is a beast at running back. Um, I just feel like Aaron Rodgers uh, being in the system that he was in last year. Uh, I believe they went twelve and four. Um, I think that they can that they can do that just as well this year. 
Yeah, I, I it, it feels it feels weird to say that I'm I'm betting on Kirk Cousins. Uh, as a quarterback here, Butter, and, and to a certain degree, I guess I am. But, uh, you know, I, I really think it's all the parts that he has around him at the Vikings that I like, right? They have a great defense. Um, you got Dalvin Cook at running back. You know, hopefully they can keep him healthy. Uh, I like the receiving core that they have. And so, you know, I, I just – I think they can put Kirk Cousins in a position to have success. And so I know, you know, he, he's a he's an easy punching bag for a lot of NFL fans uh, out there uh, with regards to some of the things he says and some of the things he does. And I think he had some controversial statements – uh, in the past week about wearing a mask and some some other uh, kind of knucklehead statements here and there. But, you know, I, I think on the football field, you know, if they can manage what they ask him to do, right? So we're going to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook. We're going to throw uh, play-action passes down the field. Uh, we're going to put you in, in good situations, and we're going to play really, really good defense. I think that's going to be enough to edge out the Packers when it's all said and done uh, in the NFC North for me. Uh, but let's head to the NFC South, Butter. And, and that, this has really got to be one of the uh, 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 premier uh, uh, divisions in the offseason, at least, with regards to discussions and talks. And, and obviously that, that's led by um, uh, Tom Brady uh, heading down to Tampa Bay and all the moves and things that they've done, uh, picking up Leonard Fournette from the Jaguars. You know, Obviously, we mentioned earlier uh, Josh Rosen be, being cut by the Dolphins and being picked up there. They, they just seem to find their way into the news, and I guess that happens whenever uh, – Tom Brady's your quarterback, but you like the Bucks to win that division, Butter. So, so, so tell me why. Justify that pick. So, tell me why you're taking the Bucks to win the South. I also think Bruce Aarons is a really great coach he is, as well. Yeah. Um, whenever he was with the Cardinals, I mean, he took them to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, but they, they but they were there. Um, I think that he can get his players to perform for him. I think that he has uh, brought in a great, great, great quarterback to throw to their receivers were great last year. They had Mike Evans. They had Godwin, Godwin yep. uh, Ronald Jones at running back. I mean, he was a, a pretty good player, but then they also bring in Leonard Fournette. Um, I think the Buccaneers. And then of course, you know, if you have Tom Brady, you have to have Gr- uh, Gronkowski. So Gronkowski comes back. Peanut butter and jelly, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that, um, that they're going to make a run. I really do. Um, I believe that they're going to be a fun team to watch. I think that it's going to be a, a really, really high-scoring offense. Just think about the Buccaneers last year. Jameis Winston, I think his stats, I mean, like were 30 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. But in that offense, he was the third leading scorer in quarterbacks for fantasy football last year. So, I mean, that that offense that Bruce Aaron runs, I mean, it's, uh, it's, high, it's high-powered and they can score. Uh, one of the things that killed them last year – why they've lost some of their games last year was turnovers. I mean, yep. you turn the ball over 29 times, that's that's bad. Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. So you, you <laughs> if you just ask Brady to come in and throw 30 touchdowns and, and just maybe throw 10 interceptions, that's a that's a game changer there and how many how many of those losses uh, do they convert into wins? So, well, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with the chalk here and I, I'm going to go with New Orleans Saints. Uh Drew Brees uh, uh, Sean Payton, you know, still coaching that that offense, and, and you know, again, we talked uh, uh, earlier in the pod about you know some of the offensive weapons that they have at their disposal. You know, Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara, obviously, and and lots of other players as well. And so, you know, I think I think this is probably the last go around for Breeze and Payton in this team, the Saints team, and, and I think they know it. 
And, and so I think there's a little bit of an impetus there to say, hey, look, if we don't get it done this year, this is probably it for us. And and, and I think the likelihood is that that team, uh, they, they may get blown up after this season, you know, regardless, win, lose, or draw. And so I, I think that level of, I don't know if desperation is the right word, but that, that, that knowledge that, hey, this is probably the last go around, I think it'll be enough for the Saints to win that division. But it's an absolutely loaded division. And so we'll, we'll get into the, the wild card picks here in a moment. But I like three teams from that division to make the playoffs this year, which is pretty wild. But uh, I'm going to go with the Saints there. But heading out west, Butter, NFC West, you know, again, a, a pretty loaded division, right? You, you have the Cardinals that are kind of up and coming. You have the Rams that were in the Super Bowl uh, two years ago. And then obviously the 49ers were in the Super Bowl uh, this past year and were three, you know, a half a quarter away, I guess, from being Super Bowl champs before the Chiefs kind of flipped the switch on them. And then obviously the the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, and, and they've been consistently pretty good uh, over the last few years as well. But who do you like in the NFC West, Butter? And, uh, and tell me why. I like the 49ers. They won at the Super Bowl last year. They um, they were a complete team. I mean, they competed against the Chiefs. They really have not lost any of their their weapons that they had last year. I, I think that they're still the team to beat in that division. I would agree with you that the 49ers are still going to be a pretty good team, and I like them to make the playoffs, but – I'm going to go with the Seahawks to win the NFC West, Butter. So uh, I think uh, Russell Wilson, you know, he's he's entering his prime uh, as the quarterback there. You know, we mentioned earlier DK Metcalf and some of the weapons that they've brought in that he has at his disposal now. And, and Pete Carroll, you know, again, kind of a knucklehead and an easy guy to, to, to make fun of with regards to, uh, um, you know, some of the things he's said and done in the past in the media uh, and, and kind, of, kind of some interactions there. But the man can coach good defense, right? And he's had a lot of success in, in most of the stops that he's had, right? So there was that... Uh, getting out of the gate in, the, uh, in New England, you know, uh, 20 years ago didn't go so hot. But you think about what he did at USC and you think about consistently what he's done uh, up in Seattle since he's taken that job there. So so I, I think you can't really argue with the results there. And so I'm going to go with the Seahawks there to, to uh, unseed uh, the, the 49ers as a division champs. But I do like the 49ers to make the playoffs. And so let, let's get into that, Butter. So the NFC wild cards. And again, we got to pick three of them this year. I'll go first. I'll, I'll say the 49ers is obviously one of my picks. But I'm going to take those two teams from the uh, NFC South, man. Give me the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. But then also give me the Atlanta Falcons, uh, which might be a little bit of a uh, controversial or, or surprise pick there. But, uh, again, I, I like uh, I like Matt Ryan. I like Julio Jones, and I like what they're going to be able to do on offense this year. But but give me the Falcons. I think people are sleeping on them. I think they sneak in as a, probably that six or seven seed uh, in the NFC wild card uh, slots this year. But who are your three teams for the wild card in the NFC, Butter? Uh, the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Vikings. Uh, I think – we're in agreement on pretty much who makes the playoffs, except you've got the Falcons and I've got the Packers. Every one of these divisions is going to be competitive. I mean, uh, it could come down to the very last week of the season where it's head-to-head. All these teams compete. All these teams in these divisions know each other very, very, very well. I mean, one of the things that kind of changes that is if somebody gets injured, I mean, you lose one of your players. I mean, um, we're going into – we're going into the football season. We haven't had any any uh, preseason games, which is the first time in a long time that I can remember that we didn't have preseason football. Yeah, certainly in our, our lifetime for sure. I don't know how far back in time you'd have to go. So, I mean, honestly, I mean, this year might be the year that we see a team that, you know, you know a team that could have went 14-2. and two, They might be 12-4. and four. They might be 10-6. and six. I mean, they, they might slip up a couple times the first uh, few games. I mean – 
but I mean, whoever is competing at the end of the year, I mean, uh, that's 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 who I feel, and I, I know that's how you feel on on your picks. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, if there if there's going to be weird shit that happens, you know, this is this is going to be the year that yeah. it happens, right? So <laughs> it's a par par for the course for the uh, the first nine months of the year of uh, of 2020. So why would it be any different in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Who makes the playoffs? But well, well, let's let's switch gears a little bit better. We've picked our division winners and who's going to make the playoffs, but who who is going to be your most surprising team this year? But I think I, I foreshadowed mine a little bit. Uh, uh, with my playoff pick there, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Again, I think people are sleeping on them a little bit, right? They, they had a lot of injuries last year and obviously uh, underperformed, uh, at least as to what their expectations were last year. But I think they come back healthy this year. Again, I, I like that combination of Matt Ryan and, uh, and Julio Jones. And I want to say that their futures bet, you know, the, the Vegas over-under on wins and losses for them was seven, seven and a half. And so again, I think I think there's just uh, we're, we're sleeping on them a little bit. So I I definitely like the over on that front, and I like them to get maybe nine wins, maybe ten wins, right? But again, I, I think they sneak into one of those uh, those last two playoff spots in the NFC. But I'm going to go with the Falcons as my most surprising team for 2020. So who who's yours, Butter? Uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, like I said, I believe that that they've got the weapons to make a a deep playoff run, make the Super Bowl, really. That's who my pick is for the NFC Championship. Uh, that's who I have going to the Super Bowl. I think that they've got the – we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But uh, I believe that they have the weapons. Um, they ha- they definitely have the quarterback that has been there before. And if Tom Brady can get his offensive players, all his weapons, to buy in to his success, I think they're going to be a dangerous team. All right. Well, well, let's let's switch gears. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum, Butter. Your most disappointing team, and this this is one where you and I are at loggerheads here, man. So so tell me who your most disappointing team is and why. The Falcons. Oh, um, I, I am a Matt Ryan fan. Respect the guy, but I mean, I do think that him and Julio Jones are kind of they might have have got to their peak, you know. Um, I I think that they'll be competitive, but I don't think that they're gonna. With as much talent as they have, I think they're going to underachieve this year. All right, fair enough. Well, my most disappointing team, and this might be a little bit of my Dallas Cowboys homerism showing here, but I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. And so, you know, I, I think consistently, or, or at least uh, from an experts and, and Vegas odds standpoint, you know, it's it's the Cowboys and the Eagles are, are the two uh, picks that are almost kind of a dead heat to win the uh, NFC East. And so I, I think the Eagles don't even make the playoffs this year. And so – you know, Carson Wentz, you know, bless his heart. I hope he stays healthy, right? So I think the guy's uber talented, uh, and he just kind of had the injury bug the last couple of seasons. But uh, if he can stay healthy, things might change. But, you know, the past has proven that uh, that that's going to be a challenge for him. Uh, I didn't really care for their draft picks this year the in, in the 2021 draft. I know they took Jalen Rager with the first pick out of TCU, which as Big 12 guys, butter, we got to see Rager uh, quite a bit uh, week in and week out. Uh, for two what two he, players named Jalen. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's that's true. Yeah, I guess their second-round pick was a Jalen as well. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just I wasn't a fan of the picks, despite the fact that, you know, obviously an OU fan and uh, uh, hoping Jalen Hurts works out there. But uh, I, I, I think that they struggle – uh, I, I see them as probably a 500 team, you know, maybe nine and seven, but but maybe not not enough to make it into the playoffs. And so I'm going to go with the Eagles as my most disappointing team. So, Butter, let, let's we're we're getting close to the hour mark, so we're going to pick up the pace here a little bit, Bud. But kind of a lightning round here uh, with regards to the last few picks that we've made here with regards regards to our predictions. But AFC Championship, 
I've got the Ravens over the Colts, which is a little bit surprising. I I know. I, I think the Chiefs get knocked out at somewhere along the way in the playoffs. You've got the Ravens over the Texans. So we both like the Ravens coming out of the AFC butter, but the Texans getting to the uh, uh, the championship. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Man, I mean, I think they've got the weapons to get there. Uh, I think that would be – I mean, obviously the Ravens or the Texans, one of those teams is going to have to – to beat the Chiefs for this to happen. But I believe that uh, the Ravens or the Texans both have the have the talent to do that. And I think that that would be a very, very exciting game with two of the elite uh, running and passing quarterbacks that the that the league has. Um, but in this game, but I believe that the Ravens win this ballgame. Okay, uh, jumping to the NFC. I've got the Seahawks over the Saints, and you've got the Bucks over our beloved Cowboys, Butter. So you're going to put our Cowboys in the NFC Championship and then not give them the win to get to the Super Bowl. But, uh, hey, you, you picked uh, the Bucks as your most surprising or, or a team uh, going into 2020. But uh, talk to me a little bit about that. You like the Bucks and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I do. Um, I think the Bucks definitely have the talent to get there. I think the Cowboys have the, have the talent to get there. Um, what I'm hoping is if I pick against the Cowboys, maybe they will actually make it. <laughs> reverse, reverse psychology there, right? So I like it. I like it. Well, Super Bowl champs, Butter. So, I, again, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and, and I like this bet from a Vegas odds standpoint. I feel like you're getting some value there. I think the uh, Seahawks were roughly 20, 20 to 1, but I'm going to take the Seahawks over the Ravens in the Super Bowl, uh, and you're going to go the opposite. So you like the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously had the best record in the uh, in the league last year, Lamar Jackson and all the great things that he did as an NFL MVP. But uh, we both got the Birds uh, win, it, win the Super Bowl this year. But you like the Ravens. I like the Seahawks. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what, why do you think it's going to be a special year for Baltimore? Uh, because you got, like I said, you got Lamar Jackson. You have a really, really good, a really exciting defense. Uh, has a lot of playmakers. Um, they uh, pretty much dominated. They did lose... Um, which we touched on this earlier, Earl Thomas. But, I mean, next man up, I mean, they'll have somebody to replace him, or obviously they wouldn't have released him. I think that the Ravens, this is their year uh, to jump to jump over the, the hump. I think they have the talent on both sides of the ball, and I feel like if they need to, if they can get a lead, they have the people to control the clock, uh, whether it be a Lamar Jackson sweep, run pass option, or – just bruise, bruise with um, Mark Ingram or uh, Dobbins. Yep. No, I mean back. it's that they have so many options. Uh, uh, pardon the pun at at on offense uh, because of what you know really what Lamar Jackson can do. I mean he can really do it all. And so yeah, they're they're going to be a nightmare for uh, defensive coordinators uh, just like he was last year, right? Uh, so can they can they can they make a couple tweaks? Can they can they get over that hump again? Kind of a shocking exit in the playoffs last year to the Titans for sure, but. Uh, uh, I'm not a bad pick, butter. So again, we both both have them getting to the uh, to the Super Bowl for sure, and and you like them to actually close the deal and uh, and win. And so we'll we'll see what happens. But NFL MVP, butter. So there's not a lot of argument here between you and I on this one. So we we both like Patrick Mahomes. We both like Patrick Mahomes to win the offensive player of the year. I, I think his uh, his resume kind of speaks for himself there. So we'll 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 quickly go on by that one for uh, for the sake of time. Uh, but uh, Patrick Mahomes, both the NFL MVP and both the Offensive Player of the Year. But let, let's talk about Defensive Player of the Year, Butter. So I, I like Nick Bosa uh, from the 49ers, and, and you've got a familiar name on here, so a guy that's won it in the past. But uh, tell me who you like for Defensive Player of the Year. I like J.J. Watt. I believe he's dominating. Um, fun, fun, fun player to watch. Uh, always is around the ball, makes really good plays. 
is just a super, I believe he's a super individual, does a lot, but just a dominating player on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, your, your pick, though, I mean, I can't disagree with you on that one either. I mean, I think that's a good pick. <laughs> yeah, I may, maybe I should just make my make my bet or make my pick to be Bosa, right? So whether whether it's him or Joey for the Chargers, right? You hard yeah. to go wrong with either one of those guys. I mean, you would talk about uh, uh, some strong genes in that family. You know, both of those guys getting to the NFL and both of them being uh, superb and dominant players uh, at their respective positions that rush in. So, uh, but I'm going to go with Bosa on that. But let's talk about Rookie of the Year, Butter. So offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, I like Jonathan Taylor from the Colts, man. So I think that was a, that was a great. pick pick that the Colts made. Uh, I think it was early second round whenever they picked Taylor, maybe 35th or 36th pick overall, whatever it was. But I I really like him behind that 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 stout Colts offensive line. Taylor, he's he's a uh, he's a tested product, man. We we've seen what he did at Wisconsin for the last three seasons behind that big offensive line there, but against you know some really good competition in the Big Ten. And so I like Jonathan Taylor. I, I think he's going to be uh, uh, Philip Rivers' best friend. I think he's going to love to turn around, and hand the ball off to him, and so. And so I like him uh, to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And so who, who do you like for Offensive Rookie of the Year? Uh, I'm going to go with the number one draft pick. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. He's exciting to watch. I think he will actually be a really good pro quarterback. He can make plays. Uh, he made a lot of plays in college. Do I think that he will put up just spectacular and off-the-wall numbers? No, I don't. Uh, but I think that he will be a solid quarterback, and that's why I got him at Rookie of the Year this year. Let's go Defensive Rookie of the Year, Butter. And I'll, I'll, my homer's showing again here, but I'm going I'm to take a sooner, right? So the first pick for the Chargers, Kenneth Murray, uh, at, at uh, probably going to play middle linebacker if I had to guess, maybe weak side linebacker for the Chargers. But I, I think he's going to start every game. I think he's going to slot right in. I think he's going to be super productive. You know, the biggest thing uh, that he, he's got an incredible motor. You know, obviously physically he's, he's, he's uber talented, big kid, can run sideline to sideline, make all the plays at linebacker. But I think he's just going to slot in. He's going to have 100-plus tackles on the year. Uh, and again, I think his stats are really going to jump out to all of us at the end of the year. So I'm going to go Kenneth Murray for the Chargers at linebacker. I'm going to go Chase Young. Going with the chalk, right? So I top am. top two picks in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a he's a very exciting player. I think that he will make big plays. I mean, he made a bunch of great plays at Ohio State. I think he'll dominate. And you know, I mean, I think he will actually be on the field quite a bit uh, to make those plays because. Um, I, don't, I just don't think that they'll have much offense. Their defense is going to be on the field quite a bit, and I think he'll be on the field and make some great plays. Yeah, I agree. I think that Washington team is going to struggle and, and will likely be uh, uh, at the bottom of the NFC East for sure, if not the entire NFC uh, conference. But comeback player of the year, Butter, always kind of a fun one to pick. And, and it's fun for us this year because there's two – Two recognizable names, I should say, that we've, we've posted up there for our picks for Comeback Player of the Year. But I'm going to go with Gronk, man. You, you mentioned it earlier. You can't have Brady without Gronk. And so uh, Brady and, uh, and the Bucks were able to coax him out of retirement, get, get him off the, uh, the WWE uh, circuit, right? I think Gronkowski was the uh, 24-7 champ for a minute, and they had to uh, uh, talk him out of a, a, a budding WWE career to, uh, to come back and play tight end for the Bucks. Uh, this year with Brady, but I, you know, I, I he's still just an incredible physical specimen. It's all going to boil down to health, right? So if you can keep him healthy, uh, I think he's going to put up stats, and, and, and Brady obviously is comfortable with him. But I'm going to go with Gronkowski for my comeback player of the year. Who do you like for comeback player of the year? I like Big Ben uh, coming off of uh, elbow injury. I mean, I think he's going to have good numbers. Uh, you know, kind of one of the older quarterbacks in the league now, but. I think he puts up really good, solid numbers, and uh, I think he gets uh, comeback player of the year this year. Uh, going back to your Rob Gronkowski pick, if he was 
still the 24-7 uh, champion, how cool would it be for somebody to come pin him on the field? I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know if they could cross the streams with uh, with with Vince having the XFL there and just I, I don't I don't I don't know if that would uh, that would fly for uh, NFL execs at that point, but it would be kind of fun to see. But uh, you know I you know that 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 WWE career will be there for Gronk uh, maybe after this season, right? So if 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 the Bucks get back to the Super Bowl as you've predicted, and, and maybe maybe they maybe they win one, right? So uh, I, I think that he can ride off into the sunset and uh, uh, and go be the Gronk uh, for for Vince McMahon. So but. Uh, Coach of the year is the next topic, Butter. I'm going to go with Frank Wright from the Colts. Again, I, I'm, I'm pretty high on the Colts this I like year. That pick, though. Yeah, I picked them to win the division. I, I've picked them to get all the way to the AFC Championship. And I again, I, I think they're just headed in the right direction, man. I've, I've loved their draft picks over the last few years. You know, I like bringing in Phillip Rivers as a stopgap at quarterback, right? He's not the long term solution. That, that's, that's obvious. But, you know, he comes in, he slots in uh, a steady hand on the wheel this season and maybe next season as well. And then you go get a guy, right? And for either free agency or the draft. Uh, uh, coming up this year or, or next year as well, but I think they're they're a, a franchise that's heading in the right direction. You know, with Andrew Luck's decision to retire, kind of out of the blue to a certain degree, you know, a couple years ago, I think it really kind of threw him for a loop and set him back. But uh, I think he's done a good job uh, turning the uh, the corner with that franchise and has him going in the right direction. So I'm going to go Frank Wright from the Colts. Who do you like, Butter? I like Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys. I believe that uh, the Cowboys were just a couple pieces away last year if they could have had some plays go differently. Um, you know, the year before they were 12 and four, 13 and three last year, I think they went eight and eight and missed the playoffs, which that was a very, very, very talented team. And, uh, looking at their roster, I mean, you're like, how do you miss the playoffs, uh, with all the people that you have the high powered offense Yep. and, um, it went kind of went to defense. I mean, there were plays that, um, we gave up too much yardage, which I think Mike McCarthy, he has been there. He has been to the Super Bowl. I think that uh, he has brought people in. He has done well in the draft this year, done well with free agents. We get pretty much all of our players back uh, that have been on suspension last year, and hopefully they can keep their nose clean and keep their head above water where they can make an impact because the, ta- the Cowboys are – one of the most talented teams in the league, as long as there's no injuries and there's no trouble on the team. But like I said, I Mike McCarthy, the reason I like him, I mean, he's been there. I think he's going to do great for the Cowboys. I think he's going to be a good fit. Now, staying out of trouble and staying out of the news uh, is is a is a challenge for uh, for our beloved Cowboys. So we'll yeah. they they they've been relatively quiet in the off season this year. So fingers crossed that that continues uh, now that the season has finally arrived. So well, butter. This next category was kind of a favorite of yours, right? So this this was a uh, something that you wanted to put on the board and talk a little bit about. And so I I I think it's a good pick as well, uh, at least uh, for discussion topics. But uh, most improved player. And so, who do you like for most improved player in the NFL this year, and why, Butter? I like Baker Mayfield. Third year, uh, I think he's going to have a great year. Definitely uh, a lot better than his first two. He'll have a coach this year. This will be his second year with his head coach. He's got playmakers. Uh, They've made some draft picks with the offensive line to get him some protection. Baker Mayfield has kind of that attitude where – if he has the same attitude that he had at, had at OU, he won't have any problems by improving this year. But like I said, I mean, he's got to have the coach behind him, and which he hasn't really had that much leadership except 
until this year as far as coaching because he hasn't had the same offensive coordinator for more than a year. So I expect a lot of big things from him. He's got talented playmakers. He's got people that can run the ball, keeping his head on straight and uh, making the plays that he needs to, and I think he'll be great. Well, I, I like that pick as well. And, again, as OU guys, we're, we're rooting for Baker, and it, it does feel kind of a like it's a make-or-break season for sure. So so uh, hopefully he pulls it together. And, uh, again, they've got some talent around him, so it it's not, wouldn't be crazy for him to kind of uh, break out of it and, and have a really good season. So uh, my most improved player is a guy who's actually playing tonight, and I think he actually scored a touchdown in the first quarter. But I'm going to go David Johnson of the Texans, right? So he's kind of he's been left behind a little bit. Uh, uh, with regards to the injuries that he's had, right? He had this fantastic season, what, three or four years ago, you know, had 2,000 yards from scrimmage and, and led the league in touchdowns. And he was a, he was a fantasy stud that really kind of came out of nowhere when he was at the Cardinals. And then, man, the guy just could just not stay healthy. And so I'm, I'm to a certain degree, I'm banking on David Johnson staying healthy in 2020. And a change of scenery perhaps is going to do him good uh, down in Houston. But uh, it was obviously part of that big trade with uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, going in the opposite direction to uh, to the Cardinals. And he, he obviously signed a big extension this week as well uh, and, and got his money. But I like David Johnson at running back for the Texans. I hope he can stay healthy. And if he can stay healthy... I think he's I think he's going to do all right there. Now, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that the Texans are going to get the better end of that trade. Uh, you know, Hopkins is just a, a fantastic wide receiver, obviously one of the top top 5, top 6 wide receivers in the league, but uh, I think they can get some value out of him this year this year for sure. Butter, you know, we we pride ourselves on 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 being a fantasy football podcast here, and so one of the things that we have to talk about from a a, a prediction uh, standpoint is that of who do we think is going to be the fantasy player of the year? The guy who's just going to churn out stats and who the guy who who could conceivably win you your fantasy league this year. So tell me who that guy's going to be and why, Butter. I like Lamar Jackson for one reason. I mean, last year he was a fantasy stud. And two of the leagues that I was in, whoever had Lamar Jackson, they actually won the league. He puts up really good numbers. Uh, Depending on what kind of fantasy format that you're in, in some of the leagues that I'm in, you actually, if you're a quarterback, you actually get more points if you run the ball. Mm -hmm. So that's what my pick, why my pick is the way it is because uh, Lamar Jackson versus other quarterbacks that did not run the ball was so much more powerful and was worth so many more points where this year, I mean, he was one of the first few players off of the board. Mahomes and Lamar Jackson were both off the board in the top 10. And usually, I mean, a quarterback does not go to at least like round three or round four. I mean, it really kind of depends on what kind of league you're in, but I mean, on my pick is because if, Lamar Jackson's running the ball. He's getting me a lot of points. Well, no, I think I think you, you make a good point saying, hey, it depends upon what sort of league you're in. And, and my pick is, is based on the assumption that you're in a PPR league, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go with Michael Thompson. Which wide, is a good pick. As yeah, well. <laughs> wide receiver of the Saints. I, I just, you know, he had a fantastic season last year, just filled up the stat box. And, mm-hmm. and again, he's obviously uh, uh, Drew Brees' uh, uh, top I, target. I had him last yeah. year, yeah. yeah. So. And, and, you know, I, I alluded to it earlier in the pod. I think the Saints, there's a little bit of a, a sense of urgency there, right? So, uh, and, and so I, I really like the Saints to kind of put up some big numbers this year on offense. I like Drew Brees to have a good year. And, and I, like, I like Michael Thomas to have an outstanding year. So I, I kind 
kind of I waffled back and forth between Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey just because he does so much for the Panthers. But you know, I think the Panthers are really going to struggle this year, and I'm I'm concerned uh, that uh, that perhaps they might be so far behind in some of these games that McCaffrey doesn't get the same touches that he got last year. Uh, you know, Matt Rule coming in to be the new head coach at Carolina, and so McCaffrey's still going to be a top five you know fantasy back. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think he has a slight drop off. Uh, from where he was last year from a production standpoint. So that's why I went with Michael Thomas uh, from the Saints. But you know, one, one last uh, category here, Butter, for a prediction, and, and it's way out into the future. And so uh, almost kind of a prelude to the 2021 season, despite the fact that we're literally kicking off the 2020 season tonight. But the category I put on the board was that of the first pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. And so you and I have the same guy. And again, it's chalk, right? So you, I think you got to lay money to win money. Uh, with regards to uh, uh, Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I should say that uh, who who's likely going to be the first pick in our eyes. But talk to me a little bit about Trevor Lawrence from Clemson Butter. Why do you think he's going to be the first pick, uh, and 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 who do you think might be making that first pick in the 2020 draft? What team, I should say? I believe the Jaguars are going to be the first pick unless they do something stupid and trade it away like they've traded away the rest of the people on their team. They, they certainly certainly seem to be gunning for it, right? Yeah. So that, for all intents and purposes. But, I mean, I really do think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the Jaguars are going to have the pick. I mean, they're going to need a quarterback. And one thing that you have to look at is, like, how successful he has been in college. I mean, he's lost one football game since he, he's been in college. I think he only lost one game in high school, right? Didn't he? He lost a state championship game or something, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, he puts up great numbers. I mean, he's a team player. He would be a good fit, especially for somebody that is trying to get out of the bottom feeder of the NFL to build your franchise around. Yeah, he, he, he ticks all the boxes, right? Six foot six, two, 225, whatever he is. And he, he's, he's athletic, right? He moves around. We saw that in the uh, college football playoff last year against Ohio State where he had that 75-yard touchdown run that kind of came out of nowhere. It's like – he looked like a giraffe running down the field, but I don't think there was an appreciation for how long his strides were, right? So in, in the Ohio State, Ohio State guys, which we know are as full of athletes on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they weren't gaining on him, right? So it was really impressive. Uh, and I came away, you know, he was – uh, it wasn't it wasn't shocking to uh, to see him perform so well, but I think after that game, Ohio State, you know, he got, got his bell rung early in the game. He came back, uh, was fired up, and, uh, and and really they were on the ropes and, and kind of led that team back, uh, that Clemson team back to win that playoff game. And then, you know, in the uh, in the CFB national championship, you know, that was that LSU team was just one for the ages. You know, that was a juggernaut, and so I, I don't really chalk that up to uh, uh, anything on his part. But I'm I'm with you. I, I think he's the clear cut number one pick. I will say that the Oregon left tackle, Penae Sewell, uh, opting out uh, of the college football season, which I mean, the Pac-12 is not playing this year, so I don't know what he was opting out of. But you know, <laughs> I, I think if you if you were if you were going to make a debate there, you know, conceivably, you know, NFL loves left tackles, and, and that guy's a generational talent as well. But got to protect your blind side. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I I, I favor Suell to probably be the number two pick when it's all said and done. But uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is the guy, man. And so it'll be uh, be fun to see him playing at the next level. But uh, we'll have to wait uh, wait through the college football now, season for that. One more thing about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, okay, so a couple years ago, that was the game that they just came out and just hit Alabama in the mouth, didn't they? I yeah, mean, that national championship yeah. was 40, 48 to 14 or something like that. It was a beatdown, yeah, yeah, two years ago, yeah. 
And he was a freshman, uh, yeah, yeah, true freshman, which was uh, incredible, right? So it wasn't like he was doing that against uh, uh, some uh, FCF school. That was uh, Alabama defense that he was doing that against. So, so he he's he's tested. He's got the pedigree, and so we, you and I, both like him to be the number one pick next year. But well, Butterball, you know, I think we've covered just about everything in this initial mega podcast, right? So we've ran a little long here, but that's okay. But uh, you know, all that's left now is to really watch the games and enjoy the games this weekend and see what happens. But for our listeners out there, Butter, you know, how how do we get a hold of you, right? So how do we follow you on social media? You know, uh, what, what what's your handle? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Instagram? So how how can our listeners follow you? Uh, real name is Jeremy Van Curen. I'm on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen or AKA the Fantasy professional without the pro. <laughs> love it, love it. That's that was one of the I had to ask you, Butter. So the the name of that fantasy professional. So what what's the source of that, right? And it's it's professional but without the pro, right? So love love yeah. that, love that. So well, again, brother, I, I appreciate you being in studio with me for this maiden voyage, and I look forward to the next one, man. So and while this will wrap it up for episode one, the conversation doesn't end here, gang. So to keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network. Check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And that's pros with an E, right? P-R-O-S-E. So fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And again, Butter and I will be posting all of our preseason predictions over at the website. You guys can check it out there, follow it, tweet at us, right? Tell us how uh, silly we are and all the terrible picks that we've made. Uh, but, uh, you know, come uh, come five months from now, we'll, we'll go back and take a look back and see just how right or just how wrong we were. So, And as always, you need to go visit the number one sports bar in Oklahoma or the number one sports bar, period, chalk. That's right. Absolutely, gang. Uh, Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care.